2: Welcome back. It's Kelly and Ramia, the Tuesday edition of the show. Can't believe we only have a handful of shows left till we get on break. Remember, so keep reminding you that Friday show that's coming up is going to be a fun one. So tune in because we'd love to send you off into the holidays with some entertainment and just appearances all around from our contributors and um, uh, guests and community reporters. We have a very festive show lined up for you. It does get a little competitive as well, though, because I've asked some poll questions about A or B, and people have come back with some interesting uh, responses. Talked about the candy cane one. There was also like Yule log versus the fruitcake. Wow, did we get some spectrum of reactions for that?
1: Fruitcakes are good. That's it? Good? Yule logs are
2: what a boring even answer.
1: Yeah, but you didn't even good. use some well, of the descriptive words say? that
2: other people use. A lot of exclamation yeah, but, points.
1: But <laughs> I was just going to say, especially on the hatred side. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Right. Fruitcakes get such a bad rap, right? But the last people forever. are
2: very defensive about their choices too. It's quite entertaining.
1: Yeah, because they've heard a lifetime of people saying fruitcake is terrible. You'll <laughs> yeah. lock that, you know. So they've had the they've had to defend it all their lives, and now you're asking them to do that. Aww. for Shame at this time. Of I year. know. We, uh, once a month, through our Voices segment, we invite somebody on to talk on the program about various things on the segment. We like to hear about people's passions, drives, and any comments that they might have on things they consider important. Sometimes we say, hey, let's get on a soapbox discussion. Sometimes it's quite, quite, most of the time, enlightening. We welcome today to the program AMI uh, President and CEO, David Arrington. David, welcome back. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? All ben. right, uh, thanks for making time for us. We know you're on a little time off, much needed. I am. Because our first topic's going to speak to how much needed, David. Um, can we discuss Bill C-11 and a recent appearance Excellent. at the uh, CRTC, you and the teammate.
0: made? Uh, sure, I'd love to discuss Bill C-11, but before I get that uh, to that, um, fruitcake is terrible. I'm sorry. <gasps> I cannot digest it. I can't stomach it. I can't even look at
1: it. So I'm more of a... Oh, my. A of person. So uh, see, that's the I'd kind of hot that. take what, I was what?
2: looking for. Thank you, David.
1: <laughs> what, what is it? The marshino cherries? Yeah, is just, it that part of all, it? All, it's
0: just that chewy, gooey stuff in the middle. It's just not No, me, so. no. Okay, marzipan. you know what? The
1: marzipan.
0: Ugh.
2: Okay, that's yeah. disgusting. Okay. But uh, when we talk about fruitcake <laughs> in the version of rum cake or black cake from the Caribbean, that's... That, that's yes, that's something yeah, I can digest.
1: I don't even know really why that's called it. Fruitcake? cake, because to me it's just totally—it's rum cake. Yeah. Like that's really what yeah, it is, yeah. or as you say, rum—the yeah. black cake. Okay, it's mm-hmm. not even in the same stadium. And you okay, can eat rum cake all uh, year hey, carry round. On. Can't you? Huh? Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You can eat rum I mean, cake fruit all cake all year
0: round—it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: that's right. Yeah. Fruit cake may last all year round, like cockroaches, though, <laughs> through nuclear war, <laughs> not but for, you know. not
2: for the good right. reasons, though. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> Preservatives, preservatives. Right. <laughs> right. right. So you asked
0: me about Bill C. Eleven, Kelly, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, Bill C-11 has been in the news a lot in the last uh, couple of years, and, and it, it's a really, really important piece of legislation that was passed this past year, and it really, really affects the broadcasting industry, um, and kind of some background to, to why it's important is if you're a Canadian broadcaster in Canada, there's all these conditions that you must meet to be a Canadian broadcaster, and a lot of that is around Canadian content production or or, or telling stories of Canadian culture and things like that. So um there's certain things that you have to do. Like for instance, if you're a programmer in Canada, five percent of your previous year's revenues have to go towards the production of Canadian content. Uh in prime time, you know, you 50% of your content has to be Canadian on, on those channels. Um if you're a programmer like us, you know, 48% of our previous year's uh revenues have to be um put back into to Canadian content. So it's 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 really it's it's a privilege to be a Canadian broadcaster. Um, they have all these rules in place to support Canadian programming and Canadian Canadian content, and to make sure that Canadian stories are being told. And it's a way of kind of combating that, just kind of dropping U.S. channels into um, into into Canada without any without any regulation around them. Um, so what has happened in the last you know ten years with all these these, these streaming services like Netflix or Amazon Prime or Disney Plus, whatnot? And they have, and no fault of their own. It's a great business model. They have kind of circumvented the Canadian broadcaster system, and they go directly to the consumer over the internet, or, or they don't go through the cable system, whatnot. So, the internet is currently not regulated by the CRTC, so they mm. don't have all these. They, yeah, they don't have all these conditions of license that they have to put back into Canadian content and things like that. They, yeah, they do some productions up here, but it's, it's 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 a drop in the bucket compared to what Canadian services are, have to contribute. And at the same time, what's happening is of all these new streaming services coming on board, people are cutting their current cable packages and getting cheaper alternatives or more selection with things like Netflix or Amazon and things like that. So the Canadian broadcaster system is really under threat, and, and you know the amount of cable subscribers is declining between 2 and 4% per year, which is really significant because that's how we get funded. We get funded through Canadian right. uh, cable subscriber rates. So what Bill C eleven does, it's now the passing the law. It's really it's really a law that uh, it's going to kind of put in place mechanisms to ensure that these big foreign streamers like Netflix and Disney and Amazon and Apple, TV and all of them, they contribute to the system in some format. Right. So what what the CRTC hearings are right now is what are those mechanics and how are we going to do that? So we went there on behalf of nine one eight services. We were because we we're, we're a 918 firm. We're a must carry. We're, we're we're deemed as a service of critical importance to the fabric of Canada. Um, we went there to tell them our story about how we're being affected by the changes in the broadcasting industry right now, and the decline of revenues, and also we went there with some ideas how we thought these big streamers could contribute back into the system. So we went there and we said we think they should be taxed. You know, any 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 foreign streaming system who are uh, uh, foreign streaming. Service that's um, generating more than ten million dollars a year in revenue. So, all those people who were worried it's going to be the the people who are showing cat videos, it's it's not that at all. It's really you have to you have to make at least ten million dollars a year in revenue per year to, to even be a count or to be part of this process. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we put a, we put a proposal in front of the CRTC that they they should at a minimum contribute five percent of their revenues into the Canadian broadcasting system. And then we said, of that 5% of revenues, which works out to be about $250 million a year, a percentage of that should go to not for profit 918 services such as us, APTN, the Aboriginal People's Television Network, CPAC, something that should go to support local news, and some of it should go to Canadian productions like, you know, that are funded by the CNF and things like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, the, the arguments of all the Canadian broadcasters have been the same. So now it's really just this process where the commission is listening to everybody's ideas bringing all this in, it is law, it is going to happen, and then they just got to figure out the mechanisms and put it into place in the next 12 to 18 months.
1: So that's right, right. Bill well, C11
0: in a nutshell.
2: Right, and there you go. did a really and, great and job interesting explaining
1: time. it. <laughs> really good, too. Yeah. And we have, and we know that a lot of those shows that Netflix had up in their top five, their top ten, many of them were made here in Canada. So nice. Oh, You're yeah. contributing to some degree, but we need to see this put in place so that uh, there's a little less less hurt going on.
0: Yeah, and those you know, it's great that they come up. But those are service productions. They're coming up here because right. it makes good business sense for of them to put shows up here because of the Canadian dollar. <laughs> and, right. So it, it it makes good sense for them to come up here and to right. produce content here in Canada, but it doesn't tell Canadian stories. It doesn't. It doesn't mm-hmm. share Canadian mm-hmm. culture or it doesn't support mm-hmm. services like AMI or or APTN or, or or local news. It really detracts from that. So we just think it's you know it's fair that they should be they, they should, if they're going to be in canada they should they should at minimum participate in some form of in some way to ensure that they contribute to the system as a whole like keep it healthy
2: right and so. you know a lot of what you pointed out is just the landscape of media changing yeah. so yeah. drastically that it affects uh, like the chain is affected all the way down so we need to deal with that in this sense and you know you you've laid out how the crtc's doing right. that or going to be doing that in, through this process uh hopefully process is not as long as it could take but the one thing that I wanted to follow up on is post-pandemic so David do you right. have any like insights or things that you've personally noticed or how AMI has noticed post-pandemic the CRTC practices and getting in and out of these things
0: but yeah, Well, post-pandemic, a couple of things happened. I think during the pandemic, people realized how important cable is to them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you think about it, you're locked in your home. Um, and if you think about it, cable TV is a good deal. You're getting hundreds and hundreds of channels uh, on, uh, available to you at, a, at what I think is a reasonable cost. So I, I think one thing people reassured that cable is a good deal. And, and what came out of that was a sort of a lessening of of the client and subscriber loss you know at, at some point it was up for over 4% and now it's kind of dropped closer to back to 2% post pandemic so maybe people are realizing that cable is not such a bad deal i think the other thing that's happening is with the influx of so many streaming services you have to buy like six different streaming services to get access to all the that's content it. So it adds up to be once you start paying your $12 for this, your $8 for that, it kind of adds up to a similar rate as that of cable. So the value proposition is is as good. And I think the final thing is is it's so hard to, to search, and this is really important for the blind and partially sighted eyes. How do you find programming that's on all these different apps? When as a, if you have Rogers Ignite, you're going to say, Rogers Ignite, launch Netflix, show me this show, whatever it may be. So mm. the actual bundling, that that home, that, that system, that, 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 that uh, decoder that's in your home called the rogers Night box but the voice activated system really really helps people to search and find different programming across all the platforms, it's not just cable specific so um i think it's kind of having a bit of a resurgence i think people are seeing the value in it and and they're smart you know we're we're, we're making great programming we're telling great stories and and we have to kind of hold up our end of the deal but if they're going to play in canada they have to participate and and pay their fair share
1: for sure, and, and I'd like to see when it comes to the cable companies, them deciding streamers. This is what we offer you, so that eventually it's all going to be paying one price and getting x number of services, streaming services. Include we will come, in my opinion, full circle eventually. It's just lining it all up and making sure everybody's yeah. getting that share of of the of the huge and you know it can be financially reasonably benefit, beneficial pie that's out there for all of us, David. Absolutely. And I think the, the other important thing you need to know
0: is if you if you bundle all your all your your OTT streaming service through your cable company, you get it all at one bill. Right. Yeah. So if you're doing it separately, you're getting like eight different, nine different charges, six different charges on your on your Visa bill or on your credit card bill. It's hard to kind of keep track of all that. So if you if you subscribe to your cable company, you get one bill, one concise bill, and you kind of see what you're what you're spending your money on and what you're using. And finally, cable, you know, traditional cable has live event and news. That's hard to find that on in, in other platforms. So live
1: event sports mostly. And I know, Kelly, that's important to you. Oh, my God. I'm getting scared to death when Netflix starts getting into, you know, baseball yeah. and stuff like that or yeah. Apple. It's just been a nightmare. And you see yeah. some of the problems YouTube has had, you know, with, with Red Zone and so on in the last little while. Yeah. Um, David, I'm kind of curious, since you have a history of working in commercial broadcasting versus a circumstance mm-hmm. like ours with the 911 carriage, uh, you've been with us, I want to say, 13 years. Uh, forgive me if I'm I selling so. you short yeah. on a year. Uh, 13 no, or 14. That's, a, that's about right. Yeah. What uh, What's the difference, David? What would you say are some of the differences that you've had to learn and navigate doing this job, coming to it, and saying, whoa, okay, I didn't expect this, yeah. or this, this is what I see as a benefit? And I think so many of us staff who had the chance to watch it, the CRTC, we heard that passion, David, and we appreciate it. Right. I think the biggest difference, Kelly and Rami, is, is measure of
0: success. So when you're running a for-profit business, the measurement of success is how much profit you make. Mm. So all the all the decisions okay. you make are really based on driving the bottom line, driving profit, driving margins, and that sort of stuff. Whereas as a not-for-profit, an organization us, we need to be measured on relevance to the community that we serve. So is the content that we're creating relevant to them? Do they like the shows that we're producing? Do they like you know the stories that we're telling? Is it meaningful to them? Are they finding it helpful or they engaging? Um so you make your you you make decisions differently than you would as I think I actually think it's harder because you you gotta put more thought and more research and more um and more kind of uh, kind of overall thought and what, what you're and the decisions you're making. Whereas if you're working for a for profit, it's really easy to say what make what drives the bottom line best. You know, those are really easy decisions to make at times. So I would say that's the biggest difference and and uh, and you do become more passionate because, you know, profits are great, but making a difference is, is better. Mm.
2: Yeah, I hear a lot about the pacing and just the, you know, cutthroat side of broadcasting and things like that, yeah. because it, it is true, though, right? Like, it's not a secret yeah. that there's a lot more to I mean, we just just seeing the, the downsizing of companies and corporations. We go, oh, my gosh, that's yeah. wild to think yeah. about, uh, you know, sometimes hundreds of thousands of people being affected mm. in one
1: fell swoop. Well, and on the front line too, right, David, you get to talk to people. We saw at the primetime special people very loyal coming out to talk about the show, not because, hey, the biggest sponsor is Labatt's. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's different. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, the things that we do and and the content that we create um, and the stories that we tell, you know, there's no other network like AMI in the world. And the reason why we exist is because we have a strong Canadian broadcasting system. And that system is under attack right now and it's dwindling. And I think it's critically important that we put the resources in place and the tools in place and the mechanisms in place to support that. We're beside the largest media market in the world. It'd be really easy just to let them drop all their content into Canada have no Canadian content. I don't think that's what people want. I think it's important mm-hmm. for the fabric of our culture. I think it's important for the to, to have a, a, a platform to share our stories. The, and And I think, media is a big part of Canadian identity it's what separates us it's where it's an opportunity to share the stories and, and to maintain that cultural difference from 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 the US I think it's really really important.
1: Yep. sometimes we have a hard time with our identity that way or I've seen it in the past yeah and I, I'd like to think we're getting a little more Canadian pride. David fine words but in closing, anything for the audience as we go into Christmas the end of the year we used to always bring you on the show to kind of do a little wrap anything yeah. that our audience should know or anything you want to deliver.
0: I think what the audience should know is you should go to AMI Plus and download the app because all of our wonderful content is on that app in accessible format. And you can get all of our English, all of our French content, all of our podcasts. It's all there. And you can watch it on your time. You can stream it on any device you'd like. You can pause. You can play. You can fast forward. All those sort of things. So um, my wish to everyone, my gift to everyone is an AM, is an opportunity to download the AMI Plus app, and it's free. So it's, it's a wonderful uh, holiday gift for everybody.
1: So that would be my final thought, Kelly and Mamia. Yeah. David, Lovely. thank you. As thank usual, you uh, appreciate the present. Uh, we'll be getting that yeah. get that downloaded, eh, rum? Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep.
2: don't gift him fruitcake. Yeah, I learned a lot on this voice yeah. segment.
1: There you, go. there you go, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. No wonder it's never at the holiday party. David, thank you. Oh, happy holidays, guys, <laughs> and I'll see you in the new year. Good happy stuff. holidays. Bet, David. David Errington, our president and CEO at AMI, thanks for making that time to uh, talk to us, David, and all of you out there, folks. Great words, great things to take away from the conversations, as we always do, on our Voices segment right here on Kelly and Ramya.
2: There's a, a day called No-Brainer Day. And you would think it's very self-explanatory, but there is an explanation behind why this unofficial holiday was created. We're going to talk about that as part of our closing moment and wrap up the show with you. And a reminder to check out Now with Dave Brown and see what's in store for them tomorrow morning. We'll be right back.
1: We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break.